Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today, joining me are two of the best and brightest from OMG Commerce. And I, I do want to clarify something. I didn't say the best and brightest. Every time I say something like that, someone else on my team says, oh, so they're your favorite. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do love these team members. They are absolute rock stars. You're going to see that for yourself in just a minute. But hey, today we're talking about what has become a lot of people in e-commerce's favorite summer holiday, Prime Day. So we're going to be unpacking what just transpired with Prime Day 2022. We're going to look at some of the global numbers and some of the kind of surprising things that happened this Prime Day. We're going to take a look at our clients because now, you know, MG Commerce is big enough that we, we have a lot of meaningful data from clients. So we can talk about some trends and some, some things we saw, what types of offers and deals and what kind of prep led to good results and what didn't. Uh, so that you can be ready for next year's Prime Day, but also a kind of a new flavor of Prime Day that's coming this Q4, which we'll talk about in a minute. Are you a D2C brand spending over six figures a month on paid media? If so, then listen up. My agency, OMG Commerce, and I have worked with some of the top e-commerce brands over the years, including Boom, Native, Groove, Monin, Organifi, and dozens more. And every year we audit hundreds of Google, YouTube, and Amazon ad accounts. And we always find either significant opportunities for growth or wasted ad spend to cut or both. For example, are you missing YouTube ads? Whatever you're spending on top of funnel Facebook, you should be able to spend 30 to 50% of that or more on YouTube with similar returns. So if you're spending 300 to 400,000 a month on Facebook, you should be able to easily spend 100 to 150,000 or more on YouTube. Visit omgcommerce.com to request a free strategy session or visit our resource page and get some of our free guides loaded with some of our best strategies for YouTube ads. Google Shopping, Amazon DSP, and more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com. I want to introduce these uh, rock stars to you right now. So first up, Mr. Trenton Bodenbach. And Trenton, this is your first podcast ever. Do I have that right? Ever. First podcast ever. First podcast ever, but he does listen to a lot of podcasts and... Trenton's not shy. Like Trenton, we we do an award, an annual award show at OMG that we call the OMGs. And uh, did you actually name those awards, Trenton? Did you I come did. up with that name? Okay, yeah. So so he named it, and uh, he's very comfortable with a microphone, very comfortable uh, in, in stage, especially if you got like a microphone and a drink in your hand, like you're super super comfortable. Uh, <laughs> got it, man. Got it. And so so Trenton is our Amazon advertising lead. So this guy knows. Amazon ads inside and out as we're analyzing new clients to, to take on or as we're you know working on new strategies, Trenton is heading that up and he's at the forefront. So really, really sharp. So Trenton, welcome to the show and uh, congrats on your first podcast. I'm excited. Apparently, we were supposed to have another podcast, but I, I bailed on you and uh, I don't remember this story. So uh, you were more than me and you, you canceled and uh, I... I I went by the waist. I, <laughs> you never I was like, 
Oh man, that's hilarious. Gave gave Trent the cold shoulder and then forgot about it. But you're back, and this but is I'm back, be awesome. and I'm here yes. for Prime Day. So it's yeah, be here for Prime Day, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes, Trent. We should we should you know probably do another podcast after this, depending on how it goes. Uh, we'll see. So uh, just kidding. And then back again for I think the third time. Amber Norell, who is our new Amazon director. And I will say, if I ever have an Amazon question, or if anyone says, hmm, I wonder if this is possible on Amazon, or wonder how you do that on Amazon, my immediate reaction is, I don't know, talk to Amber. Amber will know. Amber knows everything about Amazon. Uh, and that's maybe only a, only a tiny exaggeration. Uh, but Amber's been working in Amazon now for about, what, eight years, something like that, Amber? Uh, Eight-ish years. Managed some really big brands, helped launch some big brands, helped launch Boom by Cindy Joseph. She is just phenomenal uh, when it comes to anything Amazon-related. And so welcome to the show again, Amber, and uh, really glad you could take the time. Thanks, Brett. Excited to be here. Yeah, all right, all right. So, uh, quick history lesson, and I know that's those are probably that's probably not the way you want to start a podcast. Some some people are tuning out right now or falling asleep. But uh, Prime Day started in 2015 on the 20 year anniversary of Amazon, and the whole idea was, can we do something to get more people to become Prime members? I think at this point, it's really hard for me to imagine life pre-prime membership, right? Like, uh, but that was the that was the tipping point, getting that prime membership. That's when you go from, oh, I order from Amazon occasionally to I order everything from Amazon because of Amazon Prime. So in the early days, it was all about how do we get more Prime members. Now it's just a, this huge freaking holiday uh, in, in the middle of summer. Everybody shops for stuff. We even see a lift on sales from D2C stores, people that sell not on Amazon. Uh, you see an increase on Prime Day as well. And so this year was a, a bit of a monster. Uh, some kind of weird stuff over the last few years, right? You had the you had the COVID year where they had to shift Prime Day to Q4. Then you had last year. Was it last year when Prime Day was in June instead of July? I think I think that was last year. Uh, bad with with years on occasion, but um, anyway, it's just been different. But this year. Everything's right with the world, right? In terms of Amazon Prime Day, it's back in June, uh, back in July, where it uh, where it all began. And so, uh, as we look at some of the global numbers, let's just kind of some of the stats that came out from Amazon and other places. What what surprised you guys? What was interesting about this this Prime year, Prime Day year? For me, like the weirdest thing that we saw was the impact on different categories. So, in past years, like we would always see luxury products or like, you know, products that just people wouldn't typically indulge in, um, just go through the moon on prime day, three, four, five X in sales. Um, things like groceries, home essentials, things that you actually need. There was a little bit of an uptick, but nothing crazy. This year was totally different. Like some of those were some of Amazon's biggest categories and that was just totally unexpected to us. Yeah, yeah usually Prime Day is the day for buying expensive TVs or other other cool things you don't really yeah. need, but you, you want, you've been holding out on. Yeah, go ahead, Trent. I'm from the Midwest, so I'll probably say, oh, every time I accidentally talk over somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, just from uh, some of Amazon's data, they put out that one of the best-selling items worldwide was honest diapers and wipes. And so, like, just, like, yeah, we've seen that historically for all the accounts I ran um, when I was in the nitty-gritty of running a... Uh, for clients, like to see a jump in that kind of a market, like on a on a prime day, like we're just showing that people are looking more at what they need from the day to day, and not just the the big ticket items. And so the increase on 
kind of the smaller sellers was higher than we've seen historically. Yeah, it's a super interesting time economically, right? Like a lot of signs point to recession and, and a lot of the pundits and experts are saying, hey, recession is on the horizon. It's not a matter of if, it's, it's when. But everybody's got a job still, right? So there's still money flowing and moving around in the economy for sure. But we all know inflation is just a monster. It's a bear right now, which is contributing to this, right? Where it's like, eh, maybe I'm not going to buy the TV, but I do need uh, a deal on diapers because those have gotten super expensive lately, just like everything else has. So yeah, really interesting, the shift to kind of like, I'll just buy my groceries and some other stuff on, on Prime Day because I, I really want to deal there. So that that's unique to this year. And maybe one of those things that, that won't happen again, you know, if we had to, to, to predict. So uh, what, what else was interesting in the, in the global um, numbers? I'll say for, again, a historical point is like uh, day one of Prime Day has always been really good yeah. for our clients. And then day two is usually pretty soft compared to, I mean, always an increase in overall sales compared to the weeks leading up or your, your, um, your average. Always but, better than a normal day, of course, yeah. Man, on um, day two for our clients, we saw uh, not all across the board, but a majority of them almost hitting the same numbers as day one. So an increase that we haven't seen in the past. And I think uh, Amazon released that the U.S. did the most shopping actually on day two from uh, uh, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. So like the day two was actually like we sold more units on that day than, than on day one, which is uh, historically not the case for our, our experience. Yeah, so, so you know, Prime Day is a two-day event. So this year was Tuesday, Wednesday, July 12th, July 13th. Yeah, typically there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of buzz. Day one, you know, we just come out of the gate strong. People sell a ton of stuff. By, by day two, a lot of people have spent their budget on Prime Day. So we see a slowdown. Not the case this year. Both days were strong. And yeah, that 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Wednesday was when Amazon saw the most shoppers, which was pretty crazy. Um, any, any thoughts on on reasons why there, Amber Trenton? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, people were more focused, again, like on what they actually needed this year versus what they wanted. Of course, there were people that were indulging, but it was contingent on when were those lightning deals running mm -hmm. on those products. So if they were running on day two, that's when they were buying. Um, and I also think a lot of people have really adopted prime exclusive discounts this year, which um, are running both days. So that kind of dispersed it a little bit more than it has in previous years. Yeah, I'll echo that obviously over the last couple of years, we've seen an increase in sellers on Amazon. And so like as we get into prime day, obviously there are gonna be more deals throughout the day. And so like, I think that we saw kind of a, the prime placement historically has been day one. And so prime, the, the, the placement that all of our, uh, prime, all of prime. our uh, clients or any, anybody selling on Amazon was on day one. But I think also for me, um, like for example, for my life, my wife didn't even know I should have told her because I, I work on Amazon, I work <laughs> on the platform, but she was like, oh, it's Prime Day. I had no idea. So she didn't even realize until the afternoon of day one. And so then for us, we ended up buying a vacuum or like a vacuum wet mop thing. Um, and she waited and we found the lightning deal was on day two and we, we kept looking. And so those deals that normally were hitting on day one, some of the bigger players and the, the bigger um, clients, day two was really good for them. And so a lot of consumers were, and this might just be the lack of paying attention or it's because Prime Day has moved around so much and like it's not historically the same weekend. And so people don't know what's coming, um, but they, they figured out Prime Day was happening and they kind of figured out why it was happening. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. So yeah, more more lightning deals or more deals kind of being spaced out throughout those two days just because there are more deals, which makes you wonder, will this eventually be a three-day event? Will it become prime week at some point? Kind of like we got the Cyber 5 globally for e-commerce. We shall see. It's hard to say, but uh, super interesting. A couple other little uh, uh, tidbits that I thought were fun. 60,000 items purchased per minute on average. So there you go. That gives a little context to what's shaking on Prime Day. Also, that was interesting. You know, there have been, there've been times uh, in years past where I just heard everybody I knew was buying an Alexa device, right? And, and we've got Alexa devices in, in all of our rooms, so I'm sure people are listening in all, all the time. Um, but I, didn't, I don't hear as much buzz around people buying Alexa devices now, but Amazon released in their press release for this year, more Alexa devices were purchased during this Prime Day than any Prime Day in the past, which is pretty crazy. So that that's another area that really is going to give Amazon an edge going forward. The more data they can get from these Alexa-enabled devices, is it going to allow people to shop, you know, voice uh, shopping, which will, will be more of a thing, I think, but also just the data is extremely powerful for Amazon. So so any other, any other global numbers, Amber, trend that you thought were interesting that we can dive into before we look at OMG-specific numbers? Um, I, I, this isn't like something that like is groundbreaking, but the U.S. like so the U.S. best day was on Wednesday, but the global best day was on Tuesday. Interesting, yeah. So like, uh, which is more what we would expect, right? Yeah, just to be aware of that. And so I, I think for me, all of this data, I'm always thinking of it from a client perspective. Like, how do I use this in the next year or the next? What we just kind of alluded at, maybe a Prime Day two, which we're not supposed to call it that. I don't. Even, Prime, whatever they named, the, the one coming up in the fall. <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah, so um, there, there's an event coming up in the fall. We'll talk about it more later. We'll tease it now. Yeah. What's that called, Amber? What's that? The event the event coming up in the fall, the Prime whatever, Prime oh, Early prime, Access. Prime, or early yeah, access. We're calling it Prime Day 2, but we don't think it's like actually going to be Prime, prime Day 2. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's our, that's our name for what Amazon calls it. You know, it's probably something different. Early access or something like that. Early access. There you go. There you go. There's yeah. not much information about it, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But so for me, I'm always thinking about how can we use the data points that we have? And so looking at worldwide. So for sellers that we have at OMG, like if you're looking at the next Prime Day, knowing like, okay, maybe uh, Tuesday is going to be the day that we push heavily, make shift a lot of that budget there. If we don't use it, then we can shift it to Wednesday. Or knowing the U.S., maybe... Historically, this year, Wednesday was a bigger day. So thinking about how you use those data points and informing on what your strategy is for the, the years to come. Or yeah. even Cyber 5 coming up. Like we have a lot of big days coming. So this data points are always good. So just looking at the Amazon numbers for us, just saying like, where's the money being spent? What categories? What, what days? What times? And then that informs us on when and the kind of a strategy to talk to our clients about. Yeah, because you know the, one of the worst things would be to to run out of budget, uh, run out of ad budget. You know, midday, day one of Prime Day when you're just slaying it, um, or or you hit budget caps in your campaigns and you don't notice it, so you can't can't raise those and fully take advantage of, of Prime Day. And so, yeah, understanding the trends both to prep for next Prime Day, but then also yeah for Cyber Five and early access and other cool things like that. So, good. Um, Awesome. Any, any any other global takeaways, Amber? If not, I want to get into some kind of specifics that we saw with our with our clients who are you know high growth um, e-commerce brands. 
No, I mean, I think just outside of the change in less exciting products, we saw even more increase in the exciting products that we expected to do well. So increases in clothing, beauty. Um, according to Amazon, uh, customers purchased more than 1.2 million pairs of sunglasses and 1 million swimsuits. So a lot of people out there buying a lot of different things this year. Getting to the beach, baby. Let's let's go back <laughs> on vacation. It's happening. Uh, good, yeah, good signs that the, those categories are, are increasing. And, and it was interesting, kind of you know, looking at again last year's Prime Day. Uh, it was not a huge increase year over year. You know, some of the early years, and this this is typical, right? Early years of of Prime Day, you'd see like a. 40% lift year over year of Prime Day numbers. And we're talking about, you know, billions of dollars in sales. And so uh, huge increases. Now kind of, you know, Prime Day isn't isn't quite as new and quite as novel. So year over year growth has slowed down. Last year was almost flat. It was just like barely growing um, year over year. So I think a lot of us kind of going into this Prime Day, we wondered, right? Like how good of a Prime Day would it be but would you say it's safe to say, Amber, that, that we've probably exceeded most expectations? Like Prime Day was better than most people thought it would be this year? Yeah. I mean, based on last year, we were expecting there could almost be a decrease on mm -hmm. some accounts. And there was year-over-year -year growth pretty much consistently across all of our clients, which was awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's dive into a couple of, uh, hey, what were some interesting results versus expectations? We already talked about categories. So, you know, we saw some of the home essentials and, you know, everyday goods that, that likely saw a bump because of inflation. Uh, but what were some other expectations that, that didn't line up with results? Um, so we have some consumable clients um, who are in, like, the supplements, which have, historically we see a bump. I, I, again, rising tide raises all ships. So, like, right. when we have a client and we've kind of broken some of our data into clients who ran ads and then some people some of our clients don't want to run ads on Prime Day because their products historically haven't been good products to run. Uh, and ad products. costs go way up on Prime Day too, right? So it's like, yeah. why do I want to overpay if people aren't buying? Yeah. But we saw with um, a couple of our clients who, again, have a consumable product and within the, um, the supplement category, their growth was higher than we really expected in the sense of um, what we've seen historically. So that was... That was awesome, it, kind of slightly unexpected. Like we were, I remember being on the call, uh, I think it was about three weeks ago, and we were still deciding, like, because we, we signed up for the Lightning deals just in case we wanted them, we weren't for sure. Historically, they've never ran ads on, um, they've turned off ads on Prime Day, so like, it's not worth it. We'll, yep. we'll just our, our category doesn't explode on Prime Day like others, so let's just not pay the increased CPCs. And we talked them into, like, let's, ta let's test this year, let's just do something different. So we ran ads, and like, their growth was just, it was phenomenal. So we, I think we saw about four, five X total sales that day or something like that. Over a normal day? Over a normal day. We take Crazy. the average of the um, first two two weeks leading up to Prime, so we kind of have a benchmark. And I want to yep. say we were right at like, yeah, four to five X for that for that client, which is crazy. Crazy. And that's a category, yeah, you don't, like you don't look forward to, you're not probably like sharing with your spouse, like, hey, we can get this supplement cheaper, right? Not like you would a, a TV or a new mixer or something uh, more fun like that. So. So yeah, that's interesting. And uh, but kudos to you, Trenton and team, for saying let's just try it, right? Let's just put something together, and let's let's see how this how this goes. Um, cool, Amber. What what about you? What what were where did results uh, differ, exceed expectations uh, for for our clients? So I think what was a little bit unexpected to me is that over the past couple of years. Um, 
we always knew there was going to be an increase on Prime Day, even on like consumables, home goods, those essential products. It would be very, very slight, but they would see some sort of increase from the week prior. Um, and we weren't seeing as much of a difference if people were running deals versus not. We would have some clients not running any sort of deal and get like a two to three increase on um, their sales. This year, it was very, very clear that people were shopping for deals and being very selective about what they were buying. Um, we split everything up according to people who were running deals versus not running deals. And on day one, those that were running deals on average had seen a 352% increase. Those that were running no deals only saw a 60% increase. Um, and when we say deals, we're talking about lightning deals, prime exclusive discounts, coupons, I mean, anything really, even a nominal 5% coupon saw like a, a much bigger lift than if you just did nothing to prepare for Prime Day. That's crazy. So companies that did nothing day one of Prime Day grew, sales grew about 60%, which is still nothing to sneeze at. That's still exciting. Right. But those that did any kind of deal, even a 5% deal, whatever, 352% uh, lift, which is better, um, which is awesome. So uh, can you kind of unpack those deals just a little bit? So we got, we got lightning deals, we got prime exclusive, we got just, you know, you can just do a coupon or whatever you want to do. What, what, what are kind of the ranges there? Because for some deals, you got to go like minimum of 20%, right, to, for some categories of deals. Can you kind of talk through what that looks like, Amber? Yeah, so the prime exclusive deal, it's really close to a standard coupon, but it says prime exclusive deal on it. So there's a lot of urgency. They think they'll only get that coupon on that day. Like you mentioned, there is a 20% minimum, so it's not viable for a lot of people. But for those that it is, it's super effective during Prime Day, during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, standard coupons, that's a great alternative to that if you need to be at a lower percentage off. Um, and then the Lightning Deal seven-day deals, those are what we kind of saw this year is it was like 50-50. So some of them did exceptionally well. They had great, like what we would have considered great timing. And in the past year, that's kind of like how we would determine which deals we would keep versus this year, it could have had great timing, but it didn't get any visibility. So it just did not do well. So we were super selective with what we were submitting for lightning deals. Interesting. And, and lightning deals, uh, I heard you say seven day deals as well, but lightning deals are often it's a shorter time window typically, right? Right, usually around 12 hours. Got it, got it, cool. Any any other areas where you were like, wow, we were expecting this and Prime Day far exceeded it? I, I will say historically for the clients who just run coupons, so like, again, we kind of talked about, Amber's kind of overviewed those. Um, <clears throat> we, again, we'd see a lift, but the lift we saw this year, even with just a coupon was, significantly higher. And so I think that's either buyer intent, like people are looking and they want those consumables or they want those smaller item ticket items. Again, sometimes like for, for clients I've run in the past, the bigger the item, the better they do on Prime Day. The more expensive the item, the better they right. do. Right. Um, whereas this year, like clients who have like maybe a, a 30 to $50 product, like the, their increase was bigger and, and, and way higher than historically. But also like we were just kind of talking about um, the increase in overall sales, the conversion rate for me, like I was looking at that was interesting. Historically, I went back and looked at like um, past prime days and the average across, I think like 2018, 17, 17, 18, 19, it's like 11% somewhere in there. And then it jumped in during COVID a little bit. 
Um, for, the, for the clients, for our clients who ran deals, their conversion rate on average was just over 18%, which is awesome. And for those who didn't, they still saw a rise, but it was right at the average of the, the historical prime day, which is right at 11. So like, just even if you have the ability to do those coupons right now or coming up thinking about that, like if you can use, and again, I'm not saying, like always run your numbers from in a range from like worst case scenario to best case scenario. So maybe running from that 11% conversion rate to that 18% conversion rate, take your historical clicks, find out how many people you're landing. And then like you can then begin to write a narrative of like, if I run that 20% and I, I hit the 11% conversion rate on what we saw last year, then you can kind of have a model for next year of a range of thinking through what you might actually do. So like thinking through that conversion rate and your price points and then choosing what discount you might want to do. Do I want to do the 20% off? Do I want to do the lightning deal? The lightning deal is going to cost me X amount. Um, and I don't know what average they were for our clients this year um, for to, to get into that lightning deal. But you can then begin to have a working model for your team to think through a strategy or um, whoever's running your ads to think through a strategy for the upcoming years. Yeah, I love that. I want to unpack that just a little bit. And, and uh, you know, so you start a few numbers, you know, typically on Prime Day, conversion rate's 11%. This year we saw it was like 18%. Uh, just to put that into context, standard e-commerce conversion rates, when you look at all e-commerce sites, it's 1% to 3%. So 1% to 3 out of 100 people that visit an e-commerce site purchase. Amazon's higher, right? Most people just go to Amazon to buy. They're researching or buying, right? Um, so the conversion rates on Amazon are higher. But on, on Prime Day, if it got to 18% for some people, that's insane. That's insane purchase conversion rates. So you got a couple things at, at work here, right? You got more people shopping on Prime Day and then a much higher percentage of those people buying on Prime Day, which really has a nice compounding effect. So as we look at that, how would you kind of run some of those models, Trenton? What, what are we seeing in terms of increase in number of visitors? And then, you know, you're kind of, so you're kind of looking at that maybe 11 to 18% conversion rate. What kind of lift are we seeing in terms of, you know, visitors to, to our, our stores and our PDPs? So I'd always kind of use your historical models because we have a lot of people in different verticals. So I can give overall numbers, but those are going to be a little bit skewed in the sense of we have electronics, we have home goods, we have consumables, right. we have... So when I talk like overall here, please, please be aware that like... Always you check your numbers. Yeah. Check your numbers. Please look at your vertical. Um, talk to your Amazon rep if you have one. Find out what the... the the average growth for impressions were on those days. And then what I would do is that I would apply that to, let's say, the month leading up to next year's prime day. So let's say you're averaging 1,000 impressions a day. It's an easy number. But we saw a growth of 20% of impressions last year. So you can then take that and say, you know what, I'm going to have this amount of growth for impressions. If I run a deal, I can have maybe 11 to 18% um, conversion rate. Again, look at your historical conversion rate because if you're at a 15% already, you're probably going to be at an 18%. If you're yep. running at 11 historically, like, so you always have to use your historical numbers. But then you begin to take the information that we've gleaned from this year. So like a high number, I think our highest conversion rate, it, it was up there. It was something like in the 30%, which is super high. Crazy. And then we had obviously lower in the tens and the people who weren't running lower than that. But what we were going to do is say average across the board is 18%. So if I take those those um, 
impressions. I know my click-through rate. I can then see how many visitors I could have there. So an increase of X amount of visitors and increase of X amount of purchases. But then you find, like, you got to remember you're giving 20% off. So then my 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 uh, profit margins are coming down. So then you can really begin to build a model. If I have this many sales, and you can just tier it. Um, if the conversion rate is this and my uh, sales are this, and then you can begin to kind of go all the way down and yep. find like where you want to be. So um, again, like I always look in brackets from worst case to high, like best case. Yeah. Yep. When you use those historical data markers, it does give you a context to work within to kind of forecast what you can do. Love that. So, so this is very much related to what we just talked about, but but ad costs, right? So, so conversion rates are up, more people are shopping, but that also means more advertising or bid, more advertisers are bidding on clicks, and clicker. and so ad costs go up, right? What should we? How should we be planning our ad budgets for next Prime Day and you know the new thing in in Q4? What do we typically see there as far as ad costs and budgeting? So. Um, Historically, I, I for most clients that I would run, I would say you're looking at it usually a two x per for budget. That was higher this year. We saw, I mean, spend increases. I want to say on average between three and four x for for most clients, which is um, pretty high. There's a lot of people shopping this year. Um, for clients without a deal, that was down to about two x, one point five to two x on average for people who were not running. Um, so for, again, strategy-wise, you have to think through, like, am I going to run a deal? Am I not? And then you can kind of then apply the model. So I would suggest anywhere to be thinking through and be okay with anywhere from 3 to 4x in your budget for those two days. Um, again, you will see an increase in the two weeks coming up. So that's why we try to take the average for those two weeks because you, you do see an increased traffic because people start to run deals early uh, the week leading up. People are running coupons and things like that. And so your traffic might be increasing then. Um, and that's when we also kind of start to pay attention to CP. We're always paying attention to CPCs, but uh, the cost per click. Um, yep. But for this year, we saw, again, wide range of different verticals. Um, there's a lot higher and some lower, but... Uh, for those not running a deal, I would say our cost per click was about the same, um, but that's based on strategy. That's people who were like, hey, we don't want to spend more. We, we want to stay where we're at. We would rather just our profit margin go up, so we're not spending more. We're going to see sales increase anyway. So, so that could be that, hey, we're just we're just not going to bid more on clicks yep. or Prime Day. So, so for those clients, the CPCs didn't go up. So a different strategy. Usually that's, again, in the historical verticals that don't do really great on Prime Day. But now I would say I'll probably come back with them with this data next year and say, do you know what? Hey, you need to rethink the strategy because – we saw a different Prime Day in 2022 compared to historic, uh, previous uh, iterations. But for clients who were running deals, we saw an average of about a 50% increase in cost per click. Um, again, that ranges, there are a lot higher. Electronics were higher than that. Um, and then the consumables were, I think, right at like 70%, somewhere in there. But the av average across all of them, 50%. So um, I would, again, probably plan on at least a 50% increase in your cost per click and then a 4X in spend over overall budget for those two days. Awesome. Love it. Got to be competitive. So there's a lot more people shopping, but hey, advertisers are like sharks in the water and they're trying to get those clicks. So got to be ready. Got to be prepared. Got to, got to budget for it. It all works out if you've got the right strategy in place, uh, but you got to be ready. So awesome. Good stuff. So um, Amber, let's think about 
What, what are some tips, what are some takeaways, what are some key learnings that we can apply knowing what deals worked better, kind of what pricing strategy might work better? So just kind of walk us through, what, what are some of the tips and learnings that we can apply to, to next Prime Day? Yeah, so I mean, definitely Prime Day, but even sooner, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you want to take a simil- similar strategy. Um, again, Prime exclusive discounts, if you can swing it with your margin, they just are, they're amazing. They do really well. Um, you get a lot more visibility. So I definitely recommend those. Lightning deals, again, um, they can be 50-50, but I think if you have a best-selling product and you're getting offered like a really great time period, take it, test it if you're comfortable with it, um, as long as the, the projections make sense. Um, and then something that we did see work this year, um, which you do have to be careful with, is changing the listing price. So typically, we avoid like making any changes to pricing, like thirty right. days. It can be dangerous, up. right? Amazon doesn't necessarily like it, and you don't really really know how consumers are going to respond when you change the the list price. Right, and you can. I mean, people have you know Chrome extensions on their browser; they can see that you know this was listed lower at whatever point or sixty days before. Um, so that's definitely a red flag, can cause ad suppressions, um, deals get canceled constantly. So those are things you all want to definitely keep an eye out on. But if you're really strategic about it, you're lifting the MSRP price, which is now called the list price. Um, that's where we saw a little bit of success this year. And just doing that about 30 to 45 days in advance so that it's showing a strike through price on the page. Um, we did have one client, they did extremely well with it, but they did get picked up as a, um, I think a featured deal or something like that. And it just blew up. It went viral all over a bunch of blog sites. So we think a lot of that came from that, uh, that sort of lift there. But, um, we did have a, a handful of other clients that were testing that and they definitely saw a similar lift. Awesome. Good stuff. And anything you would add to that trend? Just some some key takeaways on hey, let's let's do this next time. We're we're talking about budget and bids, and so that I know that's that was probably the, the core of it. But anything you would add to that? Um, so I would just I, the only thing I would add on like the actual um, advertising side of cost per click and looking at keywords is like it's kind of the eighty twenty rule. We talk about this a lot here. There's yeah. a lot of like you can put it. Up. 100 keywords in a campaign and really 20 of them are going to usually five of them are going to drive most of your traffic which is kind of the weirdness of Amazon um, so like paying attention like strategy wise of maybe your budget and thinking through best keywords and really getting down and, and, and thinking through your customer's journey to your product and thinking and strategy like what do I want and where do I want to spend this money um our profit margin might be higher on some of these long tail keywords, but obviously there's not a lot of traffic to them. So really putting that money towards those keywords that are driving most of your traffic to your um, product detail page. And then also utilizing DSP in the following weeks or, or, or sponsor display if you don't have access to DSP to then begin to remarket to those um, customers who A, didn't purchase or and maybe thinking through also in the coming weeks to still maybe doing some type of coupon and then pushing and remarketing to those people who didn't purchase your competitors or your product. Yeah, I love that strategy, and that's something we, we need to get uh, Austin on a, on a future podcast. He, he's the, the lead for Amazon DSP, which if you don't know what Amazon DSP is, it's basically a way to run display and video ads on and off Amazon 
to people based on their Amazon shopping behavior. So it's a way to run remarketing. So you can remarket people that visited your PDPs. You can remarket to them the next time they're surfing the web at their favorite news sites. They could see an Amazon DSP display ad there. And, and so, yeah, this is the time to have your DSP strategy in order because you just three or four x your visitors to your site. And yes, you increased your conversion rate, but there's still a lot of people that didn't buy. And with Amazon DSP, you can build audiences of people that visited your site or your competitors that didn't buy, or your, your products and, and your competitors' products that didn't buy. You can build an audience there and then you can target them. So it's kind of next level strategies. That's something we look at doing for Prime Day, for Cyber 5, any really big sales event, and, and ongoing too, but, but especially for these big events. Um, any, any other tips, takeaways? Because I want to transition and talk about this uh, new October event uh, here in just a minute. But any other tips or takeaways or learnings that you'd want to share, Amber or Trent? Yeah, I mean, I would say if you want to see growth in your account, you are, we're not at a point where you can simply just not plan for peaks at this point. So you, you hear horror stories about people that just take every deal that's accepted to them. They'll throw up like a 40, 50% off coupon. And then they're like, well, I had all these sales, but I made no money or I lost money. Right. You have to run deals, but you have to be strategic about it. Think about you know what Trenton was mentioning about the numbers and the increase in conversion rate, what that's going to do to your future sales, what that can do to um, your advertising. Uh, as you mentioned, DSP, following up the days after Prime Day and having like some sort of small coupon on there, it's going to give you more visibility. It's going to improve conversion rate. Um, it's just super important to partake and get that visibility at that point, especially knowing that consumables and things like that are on the rise where you have the opportunity to really hold that customer as a long-term customer, get them into subscribe and save. So if you're you know, seeing a slight decrease on your profit, if it strategically makes sense and it's going to drive that longer term customer value, that's what you need to be thinking about going into these peaks for sure. I love that. Yeah, think strategically about your discounts. I'm not a huge fan of discounting, but I do know that when you do it the right way, it's great to bump sales and to get new customers. But yeah, if you do a 40 or 50% off deal, that's potentially and probably cutting your profits by like 90%. Well, now you got to 10x your sales just to make what you would normally make, right? So that's where for some people, and and, and Trenton and Amber, you guys both talked about this, for some people, you you look at your numbers and you're like, I can't even do a 20% discount. I'll just take my my bump that I get from Amazon Prime Day. I'll maybe spend a little bit more in ads, but it doesn't make sense for me to discount that much because because of the lift I'd have to have. So run the numbers. Look at the math. Think strategically, um, which kind of goes without saying, but but we need to we need to say it right. Uh, anything you would add to that uh, trend before we talk about the new October event? Yeah, um, two things, and they're pretty. Well, I'll, I'll piggyback on what Amber just kind of put out there because um, what she said is great, and you also kind of changing your mindset in the sense of thinking of it as an investment in your brand. So you know what, like it's hard sometimes to like, especially when profit margins are tight. But thinking through of like, man, you know what, the more people, especially if you have a quality product, like, and if people like are excited and you know what you have is a good product, getting that into consumers' hands, like word of mouth is so powerful at times. And so um, thinking through of just like this, you know what, our profit margin is going to go down, but we're going to get into more people, uh, household, whatever your product is. We're going to get the, this product into the hands of consumers more and hopefully build the brand um, awareness along through word of mouth, through through social media, through whatever avenues you can. 
But along with that, and this is the most simple advice I can give because I, I've ran into this in the past and it's the worst, is think through your inventory before you push a product because the worst thing that happens is you have this crazy awesome prime day and then especially if you're in a crowded vertical market where you have a lot of competitors with similar items and you do great you knock it out of the park and then a week later you completely run out of stock and then you're you're scrambling or, or a month later whatever if it, it's detrimental to your ability to push your product on amazon like then that will affect the strategy on which i would say to push your product because man stock outs on amazon are not a joke um, especially with you again, like I said, if you're in a vertical, a vertical that's crowded, or you have a lot of similar products or competitors are selling, and then all of a sudden you you're like, I was Amazon's top choice, I was number one, and you come back in a month later, and you're just like, you're so far down on the list, and it's just a heavy climb to get back up there. And there are tips and tricks, and it's going to cost money, but like. If you can avoid that, like then thinking through the strategy long term of like, you know what, we're not going to push as heavily because our inventory doesn't justify this, but make sure you're thinking through all those avenues. Yeah, such good advice. Really, really good advice uh, from both of you. That's awesome. So we only got about five minutes left. Let's kind of, I want to talk about this new October event. So, so a couple years ago, Amazon had to ship Prime Day to October because of the pandemic bump and supply chain and things like that. And you know what happened? Like Prime Day when it was in October was pretty good, right? It pulled some of those holiday shopping numbers a little earlier in the shopping season. If you can be the first merchant to get holiday purchases going, then that's all the better. But just like we always see, even stuff like supplements and other things that aren't gift items typically, um, those see a lift too. So new October event called Early Access Prime something or another, uh, Early Access Prime Sale in October. Um, what are some what are some kind of key dates and things we need to know about that, Amber? And then and then what should we do to to prep? And I know we've already kind of talked about prep a little bit, but uh, any any insights you can share there? So right now the only um, the only date that's been released for that prime event is the lightning deal submission cutoff, which is today. So by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be fully <laughs> Oops. Yeah, We're keeping an eye out to see if prime exclusive discounts are going to be something that pops up for that, because that would definitely be something we pursue. Um, but keep in mind, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they are doing very early deal submissions on that. And the, the timeline is coming up very quickly. I think that's September 2nd. Was that what I heard you say? September 2nd. Yeah. So if you're going to be like applying a similar strategy that you did during Prime Day, during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, make sure you're getting those deals in before September 2nd. Awesome. Yeah. So, so any, any insights on, and, and, you know, we, we, I guess we would pull from a couple of years ago when there was an October Prime Day, but anything we should be thinking about as we look at that, that sale and then not too far after that, we've got, we've got the Cyber Five. Um, what, what are you doing to, to prepare Trainer Amber? How are you thinking about that? How are we advising clients right now about those, those two events? Um, not to, to reiterate too much, but talking to my specialist, the main thing I'm talking about is inventory levels, like preparing yep. for Q4, because you're not just having Cyber 5 anymore. We're going to have kind of a, a prime day two, um, and then straight into Cyber 5, straight into November, straight into, or into December. Um, so like that's going to... And that's another maybe, reason, if, if inventory levels are a little bit low, that's another reason to not discount too much, right? Because yep. you only got limited uh, items, so so keep those margins healthy. So forecasting there is really important, just of, of what your run rate was last year, and then maybe increasing that, knowing full well that you're going to have more discounts 
coming in this fall. Um, but also, honestly, we asked our reps at Amazon or their contacts, like, hey, can we get more information about this um, the sales coming up? And they're like, we don't have any information. So, like, <laughs> one of my biggest pieces of advice is just keep your ear to the ground because, like, we – we, we saw we saw the lightning deals were like, whoa. And then we reached out to our clients very quickly. Like, hey, these are expiring this week. Like, let's sign up. We can always cancel later. Like, whatever. But um, we, were, we reached out. We're like, hey, like, we saw these. Like, what else is coming? Do we have any information? And they were like, we, we don't. There's deadlines coming, and we don't even know about them yet. So keep your ear to the ground because the information is sparse right now. Um, at some point, someone was wondering if, like, it's not going to be for all uh, categories, which is certain categories, but for our clients, and we're seeing most categories have lighting deals offered to yeah. them. So um, just be, be looking at your discounts that they're offering you. Uh, pay attention. Uh, blogs. I, I know I hear stuff from blogs before Amazon does, and so just kind of keeping uh, that information. Um, yeah, blogs, forums, Facebook groups. Talk to your agency. Hopefully they're, they're keeping you uh, in the know as well. So, yeah, great, great advice. Awesome. Uh, well, that is going to do it as far as timing goes. I want to mention a couple things here before we wrap up. Uh, one is if you're, if you maybe heard about this Amazon DSP thing, or maybe you heard about it a long time ago and just want to go deeper on that, we do offer a free Amazon DSP roadmap. If you go to omgcommerce.com under resources and guides, you'll see the Amazon DSP roadmap. We'll link to it in the show notes as well. Check that out. Uh, we also have a couple other good Amazon guides like how to run sponsored brand video, which is one of our favorite ad types. And, and you may be thinking, man, Amazon's going pretty good for me. But what would happen if I had Amber and Trenton helping me with Amazon? And I can tell you one thing. It would get better, a whole lot better. And uh, they do direct all things um, with our Amazon department. And so uh, would love to chat with you if you're in growth mode and wanting to learn more about OMG's Amazon services. So shameless plug there, check it out. But as we leave, any parting words of wisdom, Amber or Trenton? This could be Amazon advice. This could be your favorite quote. This could be your favorite, I don't want you to tell your favorite joke. Um, this could be uh, any, any parting words of wisdom. Actually, if you have a good joke, that's fine too. But any parting words of wisdom as we wrap up? Well, I know Trenton's got a joke ready. So I'm just going to say, be ready to pivot. Keep your ear to the ground like Trenton mentioned. Maybe even treat it like Black Friday, Cyber Monday is coming early. And then just start implementing your strategy ahead of time so that it kind of has a, a nice override there. Love it. I'll leave you with my kid's favorite knock-knock joke. We do this every night at bed. You ready? Knock-knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo-hoo. Aw, why are you crying, Brett? <laughs> I'm crying because this podcast is over, and I wanted to keep going. Uh, that was, that was uh, beautiful, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and insights. Prime Day was a lot of fun. Looking forward to Q4. Even in the midst of economic craziness, you can have a successful Q4. I firmly believe that. So uh, thanks, Trent and Amber. You guys crushed it. And as always, thank you for tuning in. And hey, let us know what you'd like to hear more of on this show. Give us that review on iTunes if you haven't already. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, 
or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.